What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to the Built on Bitcoin podcast, where we're covering everything going on in the Stacks ecosystem. Today is one of our new special topic deep dive episodes, and today we're covering how do Stacks transactions settle on Bitcoin. So we're going to deep dive a little bit into how exactly that works. First, I got to give a shout out to my sponsor, the Stacks Foundation. If you hear this and you're like, Stacks sounds dope. I want to start building. There's two main ways I'd say you want to get involved. If you're a new dev or you're somewhere in the middle and you want to start learning clarity, that's going to be a prerequisite for the most part. And one of the best places to start is at start.stacks.org. They put together a website. They have five main steps to take you from beginner to step five ninja, where you can apply for a grant potentially from the foundation and build something cool. And if you're already more advanced, maybe you, you learn clarity or you're just ready to go, you want to port something over, uh, you can also just go straight to stacks.org slash grants and apply for a grant. They're, if it's open source or if it's something more broadly that can benefit the community, it's a pretty good chance you're going to get funded. So check out those two resources, start.stacks.org or stacks.org slash grants and help build something and push the mission forward. So let's jump in to this fantastic episode. I've done a ton of research to make this as simple as possible to understand. And today we're going to talk about how exactly do Stacks transactions settle on Bitcoin? So before we go into how Stacks transactions settle on Bitcoin, let's do a brief high-level overview of how Stacks miners connect to Bitcoin. So you've heard this term, proof of transfer, POX, and proof of transfer is technically proof of burn, with an additional step to save the Bitcoin that is spent and not have it be destroyed. It's just a waste of valuable Bitcoin. So proof of burn is one really interesting way to connect to Bitcoin at the base level. But let's quickly explore why proof of burn makes some sense given Bitcoin's design decisions. So imagine we have two countries and they have very different policies, very different customs. You have Bitcoin land on one side and you have Stackstopia on the other. And Bitcoin land is the richest and safest country in the world, but you can't do a whole lot once you're there and they have incredibly strict border security. So similar to how airport security works and they have a banned substance list where you can't take a bunch of things on the plane, Bitcoin is kind of like that, but it's the exact opposite where like almost everything is banned and they have a really, really short list of things they do allow into the country. So your goal in proof of burn is to get into Bitcoin land as an outsider and deliver a message back to your friends on the stack side. So you spend Bitcoin to get past Bitcoin security and into the network, which is onto the global ledger in this case. In proof of burn, you send this to a dead wallet address. In the border security analogy, that's like sending someone through security that passes the test, but they are stuck there forever and you can never interact with them again. And they go through and they get this very important message across. They hold up a sign, but they get everything else up to do so. So the proof of transfer, you save that Bitcoin. Instead of sending it to a dead wallet address, you send it to a stacker's address, someone who stacks stacks and tells you their Bitcoin address to send the reward. And that Bitcoin can be sent back over to someone on the stack side, which is a much more sustainable model. You still get through Bitcoin security. You get the message across and then the Bitcoin can be sent back and not wasted. So 
now we have a very high level overview of how stacks miners are spending bitcoin and that gets their transaction onto the bitcoin network with a special message attached now we'll get to why that transaction and more importantly that special message is so crucial and how they ultimately settle on bitcoin for additional security so you want to think of bitcoin as the ultimate database of important records it's similar to the library of congress which is the world's largest library and it holds millions of important books and documents and keeps them safe if you go to a library you'll find books indexed by a system like the dewey decimal system the system tells you where a book is but it doesn't tell you what's inside that book this is how bitcoin sees stacks bitcoin receives regular transactions from miners and then puts them into the library of congress record it could tell there's some numbers on the transaction but it doesn't know what they mean it's just a random string to the library that string of numbers is a part of an index system it points to a specific book in the library it's just not in the library of congress that bitcoin is you take that index number which is a hash of a stacks block and you go across the street to the library of stacks which you could think of like a banned books library where they do all the taboo things and that number will take you to an exact book a stacks block that contains all the information in a stacks block all the nfts purchased all the stacks sent all the defi yield generated will all be recorded in that edition of the book you went to and that's it that is how stacks transactions end up on bitcoin a stacks miner sends a regular bitcoin transaction with a special message called a hash that message contains info that takes you to a specific stacks block on the stack side and in that stacks block contains all the activity on the stacks chain in that book it's important to note a full record of stacks transactions are kept on stacks nodes but bitcoin nodes only contain a high level overview of stacks blocks not the transactions inside them so you can't fully rebuild stacks from only the bitcoin chain but with only one copy of the stacks chain from a node you can confirm that information is congruent with the history of the bitcoin chain by comparing the different hashes so behind the scenes there's a ton of cryptography ensuring the data going on either side is secure and accurate but that's much too deep of a dive for right now lastly i'll put this image up that shows what a block commit looks like on the bitcoin chain so if you're listening to this on the podcast i'm sorry you're not going this isn't going to make sense on the youtube version i highly recommend it so this image is what a block commit looks like and thankfully to jude he color coded some of these in one of his past videos i just screenshotted it but you can see a few notable items so one is the block hash that's the stacks block identifier so it points to a specific block on the stacks chain then you have the vrf seed which the vrf is the way that miners spend bitcoin for a percentage of a chance to be the next miner and win the block award and append to the chain uh it's done how they pick that is through a vrf a verifiable random function and this seed uh goes into that verifiable random function to pick the winner so they can't be guessed or gamed ahead of time it's constantly changing depending on this block commit with this number the parent block that is the bitcoin block that this is a attaching to so it's the 
block before this in the chain so you know where it, where it's being appended and in bitcoin and stacks terms well, i guess all, all blockchains they think of it as block height so one is is the first block two three four so when you're coding you're coding in block heights and block heights are similar to a time frame uh, next up you got burn amount this is how many sats were spent for mining and then burn address, which is where the sats go. And so in the current formation of the stacks chain, there's 2,100 blocks in a cycle, and there's 100 blocks at the end of a cycle. That's the burn phase as it prepares for the next cycle. And the other 2,000 blocks are proof of transfer. So in the proof of burn phase, which is those 100 blocks, this is a burn amount and a burn address, which you can see here as zeros. In proof of transfer, which is most of the time, this burn address is actually two stackers' addresses because there's two stacker rewards in every block. And so there'll be two stacker Bitcoin addresses and they'll split the Bitcoin into their respective addresses. And that's it. That's where you get your Bitcoin yield at that last little tail end there. But also more broadly, we covered how stacks transactions settle on Bitcoin. So Hopefully you're a little more educated after this one. I did this in one quick take, but it took me a few hours to digest this and try to make it as concise as possible. So let me know how I did. I want your feedback. I'm trying to educate myself and educate you so we can uh, be better kind of stewards of the Stacks blockchain and trying to unleash Bitcoin more broadly. So I hope this has been helpful. If you have any follow-up questions or topics I should cover, don't be afraid to at me on Twitter at Jake Blockchain. Or send me an email at jake at builtonbitcoin.xyz. That's it. I love y'all. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way, but I'll be right here waiting. I've been waiting now. I've been trying to figure out a way to make it out. Make it out because I don't think about it.